How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. everybody and welcome to the trainer revenue multiplier podcast as always i am your host jamie filer and i am so excited and enthused to be joined by jace lopez of apex training and leo king of kings fitness as we talk about teams how are you guys i'm very well happy new year everyone happy new year you Good, good. Question before we start, what has been the most useful thing you've learned so far this week? You go first, Leo. Um, I think, uh, well, God, that's a really tough question to start the year. Let's go, right? Let's go. (laughs) Um, I think taking a step back, looking at everything um, as a whole, and then um, setting goals, just like, just goal setting this year. I think this that's what this year, this month and this week has all been all about is just let's set up the big picture for the year. I love that. I love that. So obviously so useful. Jace, go ahead. Um, so I kind of go with goal setting is that, uh, you know, I always wait till like the, the beginning of the new year to set goals. I never do it like before. I always like wait like, all right, now we're new year. Let's set goals here. Yeah. And uh, it's important to set goals, but then set the habits that's going to make that goal for, uh, get facilitated, you know, because I can put, hey, I want to do this. But if I don't create the habits that's going to, you know, get to that goal, then it's, it's worthless. There's it's just noise, right? That's beautiful. I love it. And Jace, did you also learn that taking vacations with your family is fun and you should do more of it? Yeah, it was fun. Another another lesson is that you don't realize that you need to recharge until you recharge. You know, it's come I back, exciting momentum. You know, so yeah. you know because we're so busy in the hustle and bustle and sprinting all the time. You know, I would actually slow down and take a breath. It's just really uh, reviving. I love it. I love it. Good. Well, again, you guys were chosen for a specific reason because each of you, obviously, in addition to being husbands and fathers, you really wear three different hats to your businesses. You are brick and mortar gym owners, you are in-person trainers and, and bosses, and then you are, you also manage online teams as well, right? Jace, you have, uh, is it one location for Apex? That's right. Okay. Leo, you have two for Kings Fitness. Awesome. Great. So let's start with building a team. Let's start with Jace. Who, how did you decide who to pick for your team, right? Step one, get people on the bus. Number two, assign them seats. How did you decide who was going to be on your bus? So most, most, I mean, I've been owning gyms since uh, 2016. So, um, you know, that process definitely refined since then, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I think the best way to, uh, to get people on the team on board uh, who are, you know, ready to facilitate the core values, the goal, the mission of the company is to hire in-house, you know, so most likely you have a, a few clients who, you know, who like love, they're really into training. They love what you do. You know, they know the process. So, all right, well, look, Hey, how what do you think about training? You know, and, and that, uh, that, that helps a lot. Cause uh, they come in, like I said, they know the process, they know what, what, what the goal is. So it helps uh, to, um, to hire in-house. 
Um, but number two, I'll, I would say the best second best option would be to hire interns. You know, so interns come out of college. They're very hungry to work. They work free <laughs> and, and then whatever you pay them, they're happy. Right. You know, they're just excited to work, you know, compared to hiring somebody who's seasoned. And it's kind of set in their ways, you know. So, uh, you know, in the in the old days, like, oh, you know, you tra- you train before, you know, come here, do this, you know, to do for us. When really, you know, when you want to build a culture with a gym, you have to uh, you have to um, cultivate uh, people from where they start, the foundation first, you know. And it's always easier to to uh, you know uh, train train a new dog than train an old dog. So, Jason, is that um, contractors or do you have employees? Oh, we have contractors. So, everybody's to nine nine. Absolutely. So then uh, are you paying them, they've setting their own rates or are you paying them a commission? Uh, so, so they go, they, they go through our, uh, our software or mind body software and uh, we pay them a percent of what, uh, of what the, the total um, our revenue is. Did that answer your question, Leo? Absolutely. You froze up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so many ways of, uh, of doing it, right? Like, I mean, I have contractors and employees and, uh, even my contractors are structured differently than your contractors, right? So it's uh, it's just very interesting for anyone out there listening. So let's, I mean, Leo, you took over. It's fine. But no, we can totally, we'll put a pin in the who, but let's pick the why. Jace, Leo, how come you guys decided to pick contractors, at least for your first brick and mortar? And then why did you decide on the pay structure that you did? Leo, we'll go to you first. Honestly, it was, uh, it was just the, the simplest way of starting my business. So I was in t- 2015, I think I was 25, you know, jumping in all, all into my own sort of space. Right. And I just found it like I was learning so much to begin with and then to add on, let's chuck employees into the mix and everything else. And honestly, it was just like pure convenience. And I wanted to find motivated um, small business owners, uh, trainers, uh, entrepreneurs who wanted to build their own business under our umbrella band, band, right? And the reward for that is they get to set their own rates and they get to charge, uh, you know, they, they know what the rates are for the gym, but they get to charge above and beyond what they want to charge. So again, back into the motivation, they want to work harder, bring in more clients, which then comes back into the, the gym side of things. So, so with that, with that massive advantage, Leo, why would you pick employees for your second location? Because we we did buy into an existing business and it was the structure that's been going and and working and the culture and the community has been set there. And we had these big discussions with them as well. We were like, hey, which way do we want to go? And they they liked the employee system and uh, they liked the, the, maybe more of the team aspect. And because uh, it is it is it does lend to a different vibe. Sure. And, and they, they wanted to keep it that way, even if the rewards may have been a little better, maybe the other way. Right. So. And so Jace, how did you decide on the structure of contract uh, trainers versus employees and how to pay them? So, I mean, literally the same exact story as Leo. Uh, we started 2016 and uh, back then it was just, it was just uh, this because of simple sim- simplicity, you know, like, hey, look, you know, you, you bring you bring clients in, we'll give you clients, we'll give a percent of that income and that will be contracted from there, you know. But I think as you go forward in business and you have more revenue, you, you actually want to go towards the employee system. 
you know, like uh, like uh, Leo said, more the team building, more more manageable. And of course, um, you know, you, you can kind of set their hours based on, on, the, on the work there. Instead of have, have them create. What, what's really cool about contractors is like, you know, a new wave of, uh, of employees are, are entrepreneurs. You know, they don't want the risk and the pay and the, all, all the all the other bills of owning a business, but they want the responsibility and that freedom, you know. So uh, having a contractor really uh, is, is, is a blessing to have entrepreneurs, but you also have you also have trainers or, or contractors who don't want to work as hard. They kind of want the time freedom more than they want the money. So it's like, oh, it's kind of hard to push them to work harder there. You know, while the employee, you set their hours and you, you, you give them a set standards to accomplish. The, the, the vibe I'm picking up as well is if you're going to essentially start franchising, employees are probably your best bet so that you are managing communities of people rather than 150 individuals. Would that, could that be said? 100% agree. Okay. Um, so Leo, regarding, you know, obviously King's Fitness A and B, um, how did you pick the people to, I mean, I guess in, in the second scenario, because you bought in, you didn't really have a choice. Did you notice any problems at all with, with that? Um, I mean, you're, you're going in and you're, because you're coming in from up here, they don't know who you are. They don't know your background. You have to almost show them what you're all about to get them to buy in, to believe in you, right. As a person, as a, uh, as a business owner, as, as everything else. So I think that was probably the biggest challenge I would say. Um, but you know, that's something that you just build relationships over time. Right. And, and communication yeah. and much like that. Um, yeah. So, and then also as well, um, like Grace was talking about entrepreneurs and stuff like that is giving them the ability to be able to uh, maybe build more programs within the system and stuff like that. So I found that very beneficial uh, again, specifically for location B. Yeah. So autonomy is another key, right? Jace in terms of setting their rates and, and Leo in terms of letting them program. Right. Yeah. So regarding your online coaches, I mean, we've all been through TRM. We've all grown our online presence. There's no way a trainer could not see online as being lucrative. How do you make it so that your online team's stay with you and coach under your umbrellas rather than saying, well, if, if Jace could build a six figure business online, I could probably do it myself too. I find the people who like in-person training, they like the, because they like the in-person training, they like being with their clients. They like speaking to them and stuff like that. So I usually find that a lot of our trainers will have a little bit of this hybrid approach where they're not, you know, they're not ever getting rid of their in-person trainers or often they're maybe bringing someone else to still train them, right? Like it's still for us as a, as an overall session per session or per month basis, it's still, um, it's still fairly consistent and it's high and it's, and it's increasing. Right. So I have found that, that people just, they like to be in person and they're going to stick with that. Yeah. Okay. And then how do you, you do have online trainers though, right, Leo? Not specifically. Again, all my contractors, they run their own businesses. Uh, so oh. they're not under the umbrella. I don't oh. have any under me. Yes. Yeah. Jason. Okay. Jason. Jace, go ahead. 
Yeah, so I have two online coaches uh, right now, and uh, I picked one because uh, he's just a really good friend, a really smart guy out of Iowa. So he's actually in a remote location. But other was actually a trainer at my gym. He's coaching my gym, you know. So uh, I, 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 he was hungry. I, he's willing to learn. He's willing to be coachable. So I chose him to be my online coach. But I think all so I have eight trainers working under me at Apex at my gym. Right? We'll have two online coaches, and why is that? It's because in person, they could take on maybe 20, 30 clients. You know, online, they could take as many as they want. You know, as, as, as long as they can handle there. So I don't think your online company needs to be that big. And honestly, I think I see a lot of companies suffer uh, with with uh, recycling uh, with recycling through coaches because they get so big, you know. And you have to think, what's the goal of online coaching? You know, like, what's going with a big team? You know, if you just have a few good people that you can trust and that are giving the high quality service and education you're providing, uh, you're gonna you're gonna achieve the goal because, of course, the, the impact will be larger. So uh, I, I definitely say keep keep your online smaller uh, and nurture them, of course, a little more and and and. and um, uh, but but hire them based on their passion. Uh, if they enjoy challenging themselves, because when you go from in person to online, it's a challenge. It's it's a totally different. It's totally different animal. And some people do really well and thrive. Some people don't do well at all. You know. So uh, and, and find the ones that really really enjoy helping people online. I love that. I love that. And who might be better and more articulate from the other side of a computer screen or a phone, right? Some people just don't don't love human interactions, but they're complete keyboard jockeys in the best way possible, right? Not, not said in a facetious way or anything. Um, all right. My next question is a total job interview question. Tell me a time where you had to navigate a problem with your HR or managing people and how you went about it in the healthiest way possible for mental health and all parties involved. As, as far as like uh, an issue with a, a client and a coach or two coaches? Uh, between you and a coach or you and a staff member, you and a team member, like they oh, came no. to you with a problem or a client came to you about a trainer and you had to, to handle it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean uh, we, we approach, sorry, sorry uh, Leo, but, you know, we don't approach things uh, with meeting all times. We're never going to text things or let things go under the, under the radar, you know, or brush things off. You know, so anytime somebody has, has an issue with a client with a coach or a coach with a client, you know, we always try to set up meetings. Let's, fit, let's get the root cause here, you know, because 95% of the time it's a miscommunication or it's it's a, it's it's a uh, it's why being uh, emotional and, 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 and taking things wrong right you know so uh definitely something I set up being with them and squashing it right then there you know but that's also so that, that's my type of personality like if, if we have an issue we're gonna talk about right now we're not gonna wait and let it build or go into the rug there yeah I love that Leo go ahead either nailed generic it yeah. nailed it on the head I mean one of the I guess one of the hardest things about having contractors straight bit small business owners run uh, all renting space is you do run up with that issue right you know calgary it's a it's a small big city right people know each other and especially in the fitness industry where we're you know we're a niche kind of market right so uh people always will naturally kind of cross the paths or butt heads a little bit so jason nailed it on the head it's it's setting a meeting it's being an open book it's communicating it's um, and then getting getting people together and being like, let's resolve this situation now, or you know, someone's gonna have to leave, right? And and usually that's you know, when you're upfront with people, they respect yeah. it, and you know, changes are actually made. Do you? Uh, oh, go ahead, Jason. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, and, and I think it's very important for us as leaders of the company to be as consistent and even kill as possible, you know, so that when we do call as meetings, they know we're taking this from a subjective point of view or perspective and not from an emotional standpoint, you know, because uh, 
when, when most, like I said, most people, they, they can't get their emotions, which causes these issues there, right? So if you come in unemotional and be able to get both sides of the story and, and find out, find a common ground, or like Leo said, you know, hey, look, you, either you, 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 you fix this or get out of here, you know, it, it normally uh, uh, fix itself pretty, pretty quickly. I love that. Do you guys, in addition to dealing with things as soon as they happen, so as not to let them fester, do you have regularly scheduled team meetings and what frequency are those meetings? So with the, uh, with Jim B, what I found really essential is we do have a manager's meeting every single week, right? And we go over topics, we, you know, business stuff and future stuff, et cetera. But we also talk about the staff and such like that. And then I have a, a bi-weekly meeting with the personal trainers and then we do a, this whole staff quarterly meeting as well, right? And you can set those those um, timeframes up uh, accordingly. But I do think it's that it's, it's being consistent, um, going in with a goal and a plan, and have talking points, and um, yeah, go through whatever the subject matter of the day is, right? And I think that's really good for again communicating and just building that team community atmosphere and environment. Yeah, and and how frequently with your contractors in Gym A do you do you ever sit all of them down at the same time? That's really tricky. We have 30 plus trainers and yeah, so I've tried everything. I've tried, you know, online, like a Zoom meeting once a month and it's just really hard to get people together, honestly. Yeah. So what I do, I just do a, a monthly email and we go through all the, uh, any things like that, just people with updates, anything that's going on, good wins for the month and stuff like that. And then I, I have an open door policy where people can book a meeting with me um, and such like that. Okay. So. Yeah. yeah. And Jace, how about you, you guys in your meetings? So with the gym, uh, you, you know, I mean, you are saying like our trainers have been with us for multiple years, you know, so anytime they have an issue, we're very upfront with each other. And we don't, we, we see each other every single day, multiple hours, you know, but we do a monthly meeting to go over uh, either some house cleaning things, uh, education, or maybe, maybe something we need to address as a group, you know, or maybe we have uh, different perspectives that we need to weigh in and uh, for the future of the company. Uh, but online, we meet weekly, you know, simply because my, my other uh, coach is out of Iowa. We don't see him too often. We don't see them too often. Uh, you know, our, our goal is to meet weekly to go over, you know, client cases. And, and online coaching is a lot, oh, sorry, it's a lot more complex than, than in person. You know, in person, you know, like I said, if you've been trained for multiple years, you, you pretty much fix things pretty quickly. Uh, online, you, it's a lot about, you know, intuition. It's a lot about emotions, you know, so uh, our, our psychology. So uh, meet with them weekly uh, tends to be the, the, the move there. But one thing I, I need to implement that I've been saying for years is I want to meet with each individual coach at least once a quarter, you know, like you just make it as uh, non um um, intimidating as possible. I like, just call like coffee with Jace, you know, we meet, we sit down and once a quarter, we just sit down, kind of get where they're at, you know, because we do have team meetings and like, like Leo said, you have that door open at all times, but things can get, uh, uh, don't communicate at all times. I love that. I love that. Um, have you noticed any competition or any jealousy going on between your trainers in your, in your respective gyms? Or is it for the most part very you know, similar to the culture you guys have created, very level-headed, very even-keeled. People are very respectful. I, I think and that was our number one sort of, you know, mission statement, everyone's being respectful of everyone involved. Um, everyone's building their own business and their brand as well. And just, yeah, so that I find there's very little actual competition because everyone has their own styles, right? And it's like, it's not my style, and that's kudos to trainer A or trainer B. And um, this is my my sort of style, but it's like everyone has their own again clients and, and such like that. And as you know, with with uh, trainers um, or training, certain clients will follow uh, a certain style of trainer as well, yep. right? And then everyone's in that same boat. So I find find it very just again very respectful. Yeah, 
Jason. Yeah. Um, and as far as Bajem, you know, uh, they're, they're contractors, but they work under the umbrella of Apex, you know. So, again, we handle everything. They just take care of the clients, which, which is nice. But uh, I, I wouldn't say there's there, – you know, we, we've had issues with uh, egos in the past, with jealousy and, you know, those toxic trainers. But normally kind of work themselves out of there, you know. I'll do my I'll do my best to really keep somebody on board. You know, like sometimes I'm doing well. I would try to nurture them to really keep me going along, to believe in them. they got to turn the corner. But if they don't or they bring kind of some type of negative energy, then it's just time for them to go, you know. So – um, but I've been, I've, my first training job was at a gym where I was contract, I contracted, you know, I, I paid money to be there, paid rent. And there was other coaches there. And, you know, I, I believe to be a good trainer, you, there has to be some ego involved. Like you have to be confident, right. You know, uh, but you know, but you, you're, you're not there to butt heads with people or, or tear people down, you know, based on their methods, uh, you know, their results or their, their, their client roster. Now, out of curiosity, it's another, uh, hiring question. Do you both have PT managers or PT department managers if you have contractors? Mm, for my contractors, no. But for okay. our employees, we have a PT manager that oversees yep. the other PTs and that's there who gets the clients and then divvies it out after that. Yeah. So Leo, was that a personal trainer that you just had like exemplary leadership qualities or did you outsource that hire? Uh, that was someone who shone through and we yeah. knew we knew from the very beginning in talking with the previous owners and stuff like that with the duration that she had been there um, and just her skills and, and leadership qualities and everything else. As soon as we we met her and was got to know her, it, it shone through as well. So it, she kind of filled her own boots and yeah. we just kind of allowed her to. Yeah, I love that. And Jace, do you have one? Uh, me and my wife are the we're HR, uh, we're the PT managers, we're everything else, you know. But again, whenever you hire uh, with a good process and you're able to hire people on board and kind of be, you know, have a big brother relationship, uh, yeah. everything kind of uh, follows suit there, you know. And, and and those team training meetings once a month really helps with uh, new movements, uh, programming, and things that they might not be strong in to get them stronger. I love that. I love that. Um, all right. Final questions. What advice would you give to someone, either a brick and mortar gym owner or an online coach who's, who's ready, you know, their, their roster is full. They're ready to grow. They have great leadership qualities. What advice would you give them for hiring, for building a team? Okay. So I think if you're, if like your roster's full and, um, I would start, obviously you're starting to look at someone who has similar qualities to you, uh, who's motivated and wants to, again, grow their own clientele, right? So um, I would start looking, you know, in-house and, uh, and around. And now this will depend on, you know, uh, in my situation, maybe I'm looking at some of the existing contractors who uh, are looking at, at growing or someone like maybe it's an intern, right? We, we often get reach out for interns and stuff like that. And maybe it's someone who's young and motivated and, you know, similar qualities as you at least you can see growing into the future and again taking them under your wing um you know start putting them into the sessions you're guiding them right as with anything um and yeah you're just kind of building it out from there then you're sort of offloading your, your clientele sort of leverage leveraging back your time and it's a process right it's not overnight it's not like click your fingers and it happens these this is months and months of of work for sure and working out the kinks i'm sure too right yeah Jace, what would be your your piece of advice? I would say uh, get somebody on board as soon as possible. You know, I'd go with the, the con, you know, because it's going to take, uh, sorry, it's going to take at least a year for that person to really grasp what their job is, 
who they are as a trainer and to get good at it to both uh you know be able to retain clients you know so the faster you get someone on board if you hire when it's time to hire you're way too late you know and then you have to go through those growth processes and and growing pains you know uh hire somebody as soon as possible or sorry hire get them on board as soon as possible do a contract ag agreement there to where like when you go out of town they take your clients you know so your clients are constantly getting trained you know they're getting experience they're growing with you and of course you can give them clients a few clients over time but it's gonna give you the opportunity to enjoy your job more because those clients that you don't do well with uh, maybe the clients that don't have your boat match personality or, or maybe their, their fitness level is a little too low, you can give them to them, you know, and still percent, they're still getting a great service, but you're not, you're not, uh, you know, stretching yourself thin or, or causing more stress on you to train that person. So yeah, hire out as soon as I uh, get some on board as soon as possible. And then be patient when they don't get it perfect right away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, well, and, and after a year, if they still don't have it, they're probably not going to get it, you know, because, you know, I, I think that I think the reality is not everybody's meant to be a coach. You know, coach is a very, very big responsibility and, and, and a giant role, you know, and, and uh, um, always we want to hire a great, great personality because that's really the bottom of it, you know, of, of the, the big trade we need as, 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 as uh, trainers and coaches. But it, it, they just some people just aren't meant, meant for the job, you know, so and that, that's unfortunate. But, you know, that's the reality of it. All right, Jace, thank you. Leo, thank you so much. If you're listening, we appreciate you tuning into the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show. Thank you guys so, so much, gents. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, Jamie. Thank Jamie. you, Jace. Don't forget to like us, rate us, subscribe to us, let us know what you think of us. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Trainer Revenue Multiplier. Guys, where can they find you online? At Kings Fitness, at Kings.fitness on Instagram and at Leo.kingsfitness on Instagram. Jace. You find, you find me at uh, Apex Training Gym LA and, uh, and uh, Jace underscore Lopez underscore. Perfect. Guys, thank you. Have a great rest of your day and we'll catch you on next week's episode.